Welcome to the Holy Yes Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Washington. And God, in this moment, I pray that you do that thing where the room fills with your glory. Let's roll for another revolutionary conversation of faith, business, and money. Holy Yes, we're here. We're here. The podcast is officially here. There's a part of me that wants to say, I can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that this is happening, but there's a huge part of me that can believe that was a breakthrough for me in bringing this to life. How often we say, I can't believe this is happening. This is crazy. And it is, but at the same time, I can believe because we each take these intentional steps to bring things to life. And when we trust God fully and we make that move, you can believe because you know where your faith was. And this podcast is such a testament to my faith, my faith in you guys and my faith in how I've seen this community blossom and flourish and thrive. And it just makes so much sense that this moment has begun where we can join in this space and receive God's word and apply it to our businesses, our lives, our relationship with money in a way that we likely haven't ever done before. I'm recording this intro from Miami and I just flew back in from Europe. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know, I just spent the last month, a little bit over a month in Europe. And it's been the ride of a lifetime. So many stories are going to come through on this podcast. And I'm very excited to share more details with you. Before we jump into the first episode, I want to say thank you for being here and dedicating your ears, your hearts, your hands to this podcast and spreading the word and receiving it fully. It's never lost on me how valuable that is. And this work is so much more fulfilling with you in the room. So thank you for being here. We're going to start with prayer to open up the podcast and set the tone, posture our hearts to receive God's word and have an encounter. That's my deepest intention is that everything that you learn and that you receive here, it ripples out into your life in this oceanic impact that you don't ever forget. You can place your hand over your heart. You can close your eyes or if you're driving, you can simply position yourself in a different way so that you're more present and able to hear and receive this prayer. Taking a deep breath in. God, today my prayer is simple. May this podcast be a legacy of your holy love and all of your grace. As we move through the world, we feel your limitless resources and creative solutions at our feet. And we choose to pick them up and use them on behalf of your guidance. May we hold unshakable faith as our bodies become a bridge between our holy yes and your holy plan. There is nothing like trusting you in this process, God, in this life and in this moment. Thank you. There is no more searching when we learn to dance in the mysterious love of your divine will. And as I open this space, fill the room in that way that you know how. I release my agenda, my plan, and I merge it with your will so that this room wakes up and feels the clarity of your presence. I rebuke any nerves, any distractions, any perceived limitations, and in that, your glory remains. In you, there is a freedom and a voice that comes alive. So use me, God, in every hand in this room as a vehicle of your power. May each episode open the ears and reach the hearts of whoever is most meant to receive you. Let it become an unforgettable moment in time because I see trajectories shifting and I pray into the paths that are opening up person by person. Show us multiplication, God, and the seed of wealth you've enriched us with. I pray we reveal the kind of stewardship you've bestowed within each of us. While we talk about business, may we keep our eyes on you, God. 
I pray you remind us of our original assignment. Thank you for turning this room into the how, into the evidence. Thank you for this moment in time to serve and be so close to you. We receive, we rejoice in all of your glory. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's head into episode one. And then you've got three episodes to enjoy. And we're on to a weekly ride together. I'm so grateful you're here and I will see you soon. Today's episode is going to be about prayer. This was the biggest thing that was requested when I told y'all that I was going to be opening up the space. There were dozens of you that asked how to pray, which really is asking, how do I be in conversation and in connection with God? How do I start once I acknowledge that God exists? We often will have a big encounter with God, or we might have a moment where we're feeling a sensation that is unfamiliar, and we know that it's something that we haven't yet touched yet. And then the next question is, what do I do with it? How do I continue to stay in connection with it? What's the practice? And this stems from our habits and our patterns that have been developed through spirituality and the self-development world where there's always a practice or a ritual or something to be doing in order to get into a specific mode of energy. And I spent a lot of my time in my 20s through the beginning stages of my quote-unquote awakening, delving into spirituality and embarking on those practices and utilizing them as a way to discover more about myself. And for many of us, that's the gateway into a deeper relationship with God. There's a, a moment where our thirst simply can't be quenched through a crystal or through a fabricated ritual. And this is where my turning point into prayer and into a deeper relationship with God began. So I just want to acknowledge that wherever you are, it's it's absolutely perfect. And there's no there's no rule that says, okay, now here's how to pray and here's how to do X, Y, Z. It really gets to be more organic and conversational than that. And I'm excited to share my perspective and how I've been able to simplify my life through prayer and how much that's anchored me and served me greater than anything else I've ever found. When we look at the self-development world, the word self is very obviously in the center of it. So self-development is focused on the development of self. There's so many different nuances to that that I'm not going to get into in this episode, but that's just something to be aware of because when we're going into prayer, when we're entering into covenant with God, our focus is not self. Our focus is God's will. Our focus is God's glory, God's gifts. And through worship, through prayer, we lift up God's name and we allow ourselves to become smaller so that God can become bigger. For some, that might sound triggering because we're told that we need to feel power through our bigness, that that's our main source of taking up space and being relevant. So this is the first turning point is accepting that in your covenant with God, it's not always about you. It's about your contribution to God's will and how God desires to use you in your lifetime. And in that self is automatically taken care of because you are in God's will. What more proof do you need that you are worthy than the evidence that your beating heart is in God's will? And I want y'all to feel that 
for a second before we go any further and before we go any further sensation that might be coming alive in your body right now as i speak is everything it's one thing to know god and it's another sensation to be known by god that's the biggest piece here do you understand that you are known by the god that created the universe so in prayer the first thing that i did to really anchor this is i stopped using the word universe to replace the word god and that changed everything for me i'll share in another episode my story of how i got to that point but there's nothing intrinsically wrong with the word universe there is default in replacing god with certain practices and certain words and certain things so there's tons of nuance there's tons of things and i want to i cannot micromanage that for you i'm going to just keep channeling and moving forward so know that a lot of what i'm going to be talking about and tapping into has an air of mystery to it some of it's meant to go unexplained because god never guaranteed certainty but our faith does and in order to develop our faith we have to develop a relationship with mystery so not everything's going to make logical sense to the brain i want you to pay more attention to the sensations coming alive in your body so when we understand that we are known by god the way that we pray changes completely prayer by definition is to make a request it's to address god to be known by god in that is your point of connection the greek word used for prayer means vow so prayer in its most raw organic form is a vow to your faith in god every single time you pray you strengthen your relationship and intimacy with god so prayer is not necessarily dragging yourself through the process of begging or needing to plead with something that is ultimately deciding if it's going to punish you or reward you that's not what prayer is prayer is a vow it is the moment where god actually delivers you certain messages and visions and points of connection that are going to support you on your path so with prayer you deepen your relationship with god because you're deepening your heart in god when i think about the way that i pray today it's more of a revealing process If I want God to know me and feel the sensation of God knowing me, then I have to posture and position my heart to be exposed to God. There's free will in everything that we do. So while it may feel like it's automatic that everything's going to just click into place and yes, God will handle it and I love that certainty and that strength that we have in God. But prayer is this humble knowing that I have to raise my hand and welcome god in i am in god i am known by god but for me to actually feel that peace on this earth where i am in the most human form i'm going to have to take the time and create the space to hear him to seek him to know him to understand him so that's what prayer does is it puts us into direct contact with our creator it puts us into direct contact with the plans that god has for you and so when we break down how to start to do this on a more practical level 
for me, it's first thing in the morning. So the first thing that I do when I wake up is I acknowledge the temptation to not pray, believe it or not. The temptation to wake up and grab my phone, the temptation to wake up and start thinking about all the things that I have to do. The temptation to wake up and be distracted is so, so there. No matter how much self-development you do, no matter how much meditation you do, we are humans. We have active, powerful, vibrant brains that are here to conquer and make things happen and build. And we're creative. We have all this energy buzzing within us. So the temptation to run with that distraction is very much so in the room. And when we can acknowledge these temptations, we actually can acknowledge the faithfulness and the discipline that is going to be necessary to overcome that temptation. So when we start to live our lives in this false narrative of, I don't have any temptations, that doesn't have any power over me, and we try to convince ourselves that we're more powerful than it, it actually pulls us further from God because we don't need God in that. What do you need? Why would you need God if you have it all figured out? Why would you need God if you don't have any error, if you don't have any flaws, if you don't have any weaknesses, if you don't have any doubts? Why would you ever need God? So there's this humility that I open my day with of, yes, of course, on an innate level, I am worthy. I am enough. I feel chosen by the most high. So I'm not battling with should, you know, should I or shouldn't I? That's not the question that's in the room. But I'm not too proud to admit that I'm tempted to not pray, that I'm tempted to do something else right now. And after I acknowledge that, it's the perfect time to lean in and seek God and request something from God and bring something to God. Your prayer is an offering of, it's a bringing, it's a giving to God and God benefits from that. There's so often where we are focused and concentrated on, God, how can I benefit from you? Here's what I want. Here's what I think I need. Here's what, I, here's what I'm made of. Here's the vision that I have. How can I benefit from this time on earth? How can I benefit from this universe? But we have to remember that God benefits from our prayer, from our contribution. God benefits from our belief. God benefits from our faith. God benefits when we seek his will. So the first thing I do is I acknowledge that temptation and I pick up my devotional or I go straight into prayer. And my prayer is not opening up with a whole bunch of beautiful things. My prayer typically opens up with God. I'm being tempted to be distracted right now. I can feel that there's something in the room trying to pull my attention away from you, God. Walk me back into your presence. You taught me that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. You taught me that in my faithfulness lives your mercy. So I come to you humbly knowing that I am imperfect, that I don't have it all figured out. And I would love your support today. I give this day to you. I ask that it be filled with your visions, with your gifts. I ask that it be filled with your miracles. And in that you start to soften and you feel the very center of your heart open to the love that is innately designed for you and your fulfillment. And that's when you know that you're praying into something versus begging for something from God. Because in God, you already have everything. That's the difference. So for me, when I was moving from just hyper-focusing on self-development and 
I call it bubblegum spirituality, just like bubblegum spirituality and all these different confusing rituals and things that we can do to manifest and get in the vibe and X, Y, Z. I started to choose prayer over manifesting and it completely changed my life. It changed the way that I see the world. It changed the way that I see myself. It steadied me. It grounded me. And that's why I believe I've been able to grow at the level that I have. I've been able to expand my capacity because I left the field of manically needing to manifest things to get out of whatever uncomfortable situation or sensation I was in. And instead, I deepened into prayer and asked that God teach me how to hold multiple sensations at once. How can I turn adversity into abundance? I don't want to just be the one that only sees blessings and abundance. I want to have a perception of faith that sees adversity as an opportunity to be evidence that God exists, to be evidence that God is real. So in that, I give my life, I give my union, I give my heart to God's will, and I allow God to actually use me as a vehicle. And that, of course, comes with a lot of surrender and this feeling of, I'm not going to have control over everything. And manifestation, there's a lot of rules and different things that you can play with that create the perception of control. The words that you use, if you think these specific thoughts, if you do these specific things, then you're going to get this specific outcome. So there's there's a, there's a feeling of productivity in that and this feeling of certainty in that. And while I don't believe that manifesting is wrong by any means, again, it's all just asking us to be discerning about what we are replacing our relationship with God with, because we cannot replace God with a manifestation practice. We can't replace God with these external things. Your relationship with God will always be an internal search. It will always point you towards your covenant with his will, that there's no other way around it. And if you have, if you struggle with letting go, if you struggle with authority, if you struggle with submitting your heart in that deeper way, then you inevitably will project onto God and make that relationship feel a little bit more complicated than it needs to be. That's my personal experience. So as I came into relationship with God, I also came into relationship with my submission, my understanding that this life gets to be enjoyed. It, it gets to be beautiful and it gets to be wild and it gets to be wide with so much experience. But I'm here on assignment. I'm not just here to dilly-dally. I'm here on assignment that I was sent here. I was positioned and I know who positioned me and I know what positioned me. And because of that, I have to submit a large part of my ego, if not all of it, to God. And every day, that's the actual practice is understanding that I don't just know God, but God knows me, that there's always going to be things that God sees in me that I haven't that I haven't yet picked up on. So there's revelation in prayer. There's discovery in prayer. There's this feeling of surprise and adventure the more that you trust it, the more that you lean into it. So as you go into the middle parts of your prayer, you know, you're going to open up, you're going to reveal your heart to God, your real heart, not your perfect heart, not your, I have it all figured out, not your, I already know how to get it done, not your, I'm in a really good mood. 
And it's not to say you have to be in a bad mood to pray. That's not what I'm saying. But how tempting is it to clean the house before anybody sees it? You know, we often will have that with God and that can create a little bit of a riff. It creates distance. It takes away from the intimacy that God actually wants to have with you. God doesn't want your perfection. God wants you, the real you. And it's in our nature to want to hide those parts because we might not feel like they're accepted. We might not feel like they're usable. We might not feel like they are able to be turned into something. And what I've discovered through prayer is the more that I reveal my heart to God, the more that I allow God to use all parts of me. If I only feel like God can use me when I'm in a good mood or when things are going well, then I'm capping how much I'm actually able to experience the width of this life. So this is where the mantra that I always say, if I can feel it all, I can have it all, really stems from if I can feel it all and I can bring all of that to God, then God knows how to use it. And I know for each of you, you have evidence of that. If you really settled into stillness and thought about it, you would have evidence of where God used something that you thought was absolutely not at all part of the plan. And you might have been convinced that all parts of you get to come into this next evolution, but not that part, not that shame, not that pain, not that sneaky thought that still comes in. God uses all of those points of adversity to qualify you. And if I didn't have that, then I also wouldn't have this abundance that I'm sitting in right now. So this is where prayer actually qualifies our pain. It can qualify the different thoughts that we've deemed unworthy. It can qualify all the parts of ourselves that we've deemed unlovable. And when we bring those parts of ourselves to God, we merge with his plan and a holy yes is formed. And this entirely new adventure gets to come alive because you're no longer living under the prison of, I can only do certain things under certain circumstances. So I want you to look back on your life right now and just feel into it. Where did God have the last word? One of my favorite worship songs says, I thought it was over. I thought that it was done. But you always have the last word. And that last word is love. There's been so many times in my life through addiction, through my life falling apart, putting it back up together again, through getting unengaged, through separations, through heartache, through my own disbelief in who I am, through my own overthinking, some of my hypervigilant patterns that developed from childhood, any parts of me that I thought weren't worthy of belonging in the bigger vision that I really saw for my life, I brought to God. And I asked God to not just restore them, but to use them. And that's where God proves to be the ultimate metabolizer. And prayer actually puts us in contemplation, a mode of contemplation where we can dwell on who God is in our life and also who God has been in our life. And prayer continues to add fire to your belief and fire to your faith. It continues to add velocity to your belief. T.D. Jake says it so perfectly. Prayer shows me how to use the gifts God has already given me. I love that so much. 
because that's exactly what it does. It acts as a mirror that shows you how to use the gifts that God has already given you. So again, when we transfer our attention from always manifesting out to prayer, which turns us in, we start to see what God has already done. We start to believe in who God is in our life right now. We start to anchor the body in connection with the gifts that God has already given you. Where are you at with receiving the gifts that God has already given you? Before you ask for more, before you request more, before you raise your hand for more, where are you at with believing and feeling and receiving the gifts that God has already given you? Prayer drops us into that. Prayer brings us into the moment of remembering. Prayer quite literally helps us remember who God is because it's so easy to forget in this world. It's so easy to forget with all the stimulation, with sometimes things coming out of nowhere or something happening unexpectedly. It's again tempting to believe that that is the last word. But if you look back on your life, you'll see so clearly that God always had the last word and that that last word has always been love. So we're going to get into a prayer together and then I'll give you an exercise, just something for you to play with, for you to practice with. Because I know for some people, it's just helpful to have a little bit of structure and a reference point as a guide. When I first started praying, I used to just start with the phrase, I'm remembering. And I wasn't necessarily asking God for anything. I wasn't trying to get anywhere with God. I was just utilizing prayer as a, a way to remember a way to remember who God is, a way to remember that I am known by God, a way to remember God's power, a way to remember God's power over my own, that I'm not here to be in this huge, powerful seat, that I am here to serve God's power in this lifetime. I was just using prayer to remember that and remember what that means and remember how that looks and feels and is being woven through my life. So I'll read a prayer to you and we can drop into this feeling together. And, and then when you're complete and you're on your own praying, just start with God, I'm remembering. And that is a prayer. That's a vow that is contemplating God's peace, contemplating who God is. So we can take a deep breath, allow your body to be led, allow the breath to wake you up to the first lesson in faith that God ever gave you to believe in the unseen is to believe in your inhale will fill your lungs is to believe that your exhale will wash through your body and simply notice all the ways that your body is teaching you what it means to believe in the unseen. You can't see your heart. You can't see your breath. You can't see your lungs, but you believe that they're working. You believe that they're there. You can feel them. That's exactly how God shows up. That's exactly where God goes. That's exactly where God is positioned in the unseen, which is actually more real than anything God, we're so grateful that we woke up today. 
In this moment, God, teach us how to remember. I'm remembering that your gaze is always upon me and in that I am always taken care of. I'm remembering that not every idea is mine to execute. So I listen to the call and in my listening, I learn to lead and follow your lead. I'm remembering that my heart gives me direct access to time travel with you, to new worlds and new dreams through your will and my holy yes. When I am placed by you, God, there is no timeline. There is he who would have me skip lines and tear down walls and always be held in grace in my belonging. I'm remembering that wind doesn't always equal rain. And yes, it is safe to stumble. It is safe to be swept up, God. I'm remembering that it's safe to be moved by you, that I don't have to move every mountain on my own. I'm remembering it's that same trust that had me dream this dream in the first place. I'm remembering and it's that same trust that had me dream this dream in the first place. It's the same trust that held me in a vision that's bigger than my fear. God, don't get rid of the fear. Get rid of anything in me that fears the fear. I'm remembering that fear turns into faith through my prayer and my covenant with you. So I pray into your will, God. So it is, so it is, so it is because I am. I'm remembering that two feet on the ground is better than one and all of me is living and there is no other way. I'm remembering that in my humanness, God, your holiness still lives within me. That in my humanness, I have to seek you. That in my humanness, I have to remember what you've bestowed within me. That without my humanness, I have no reason for you. In my humanness, I enter into agreement with you and your will. So be still with me, God. Go where I go. I'm remembering that your joy sometimes comes in like a tidal wave. And in this chapter of my life, it feels more like the whisper of a flickering candle, God. And help me remember that whether it is loud and boisterous or whether it is a whisper that it still exists, that my joy is benevolent and omnipresent and all around me. I'm remembering how to rest how to truly rest with my bones exhaling. I'm remembering that I am dangerously wild and especially potent when I'm connected to my faith in you, God. So Lord, move me so that the whole world feels it. Move me so that the whole world feels you. Make my life your offering. Make my life evidence that you exist. Make my life and my voice evidence that you're real. In your name and in all your glory. Amen, amen, amen. Take a deep breath and fill your lungs with a sensation that is wrapping in and out all of your cells right now. After we pray, we listen. And we start to walk by faith, not by sight. We listen in the silence for what God is ready to reveal to you. And then you can open your eyes. You can stretch your body and allow your body, your physical presence to respond to the sensation that's now inside of you. And that might just mean a smile comes across your face. It might mean that there's a glimmer or twinkle in your eye or the way you're seeing the room is slightly different. Pay attention to those subtle changes because that's God. So if you're paying attention right now, 
you're starting to see there's no logical way to explain to you what's God and what's this and what's that. It is a felt sense. It is a knowingness that becomes more and more and more obvious the more that we seek the truth. And you'll start to feel it down on the inside of you. A purity, a simplicity, an essence that quiets all the noise, that removes this feeling of begging and being less than and having to prove something. And instead you anchor into the confidence to rejoice in the simple knowing that you were chosen and that your whole life, that might not make sense, but it doesn't need to because your faith is what turns uncertainty into the knowing that will anchor you in your next steps. I hope that this episode served you. I hope that it brought you closer to your heart and the understanding that you are so known by God that it's not just about you knowing him, but do you understand that you are known, that you are being sought after, that you are being chosen and that God is reaching for you always and always. And that prayer is us just walking through that door and coming into connection with a love that is so, so deeply healing, that has the capacity to access your DNA, your cells and every single part of you. I would love to hear your prayers. If you want to tag me, if you're following me on social media, I would love for you to share your story of how prayer has restored your life or brought you into a state of clarity. Those are my favorite of all. So I hope that anything I shared in here made it more simple for you to go back and be in conversation with God in a way that is pure and holy and so you. I love you and I will see you again soon. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Holy Yes Podcast. I am so grateful that you're here and we get to do this work together. Connect with me on Instagram at I am Victoria Washington and let me know how this episode landed for you. I genuinely read and listen to every single message that comes through and I love receiving your stories, your feedback, your reflections of how these teachings are being woven into your life, your business, your relationship with God. Be sure to check the show notes below for ways to go deeper in this work. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Holy Yes Podcast. All right, y'all, if you love today's episode, we're going even deeper inside the faith-based business bundle. This is a new body of work that bridges faith and entrepreneurship in a way that I have never seen done before. The testimonials coming out of this space are absolutely sensational. The depth, the exhilaration, the vitality that's coming alive in the women who have joined the bundle is quite literally blowing my mind. It is based off of one assignment to prioritize God at the center of your mission and to simplify your relationship with money in a way that brings you into peace with the evolution of your business. We are going to be going through three master courses over three months, and each of them touches on different parts of your business, how to add velocity and volume to what it is that you're doing in the world. Master course number one was taught in October, Kingdom Codes. So when you join the bundle, you get immediate access to the three-day Kingdom Codes master course. 
And then you're going to be able to join us for our upcoming journey in November, Prosper Through Prayer. And then our final journey is going to be in December, The Covenant. Each of these master courses is available a la carte, or you can bundle and save. And with the bundle, you get a bonus to join the Fulfilled by Faith broadcast channel. The reason why I created this bonus is because when you're starting to reconnect with God in a deeper way, and you're watching how God's genius is actually fulfilling your business in this entirely new way that you've never experienced before. The first thing that you want to do is share it with other people. So there's a whole network of faith-based entrepreneurs that are coming together inside the broadcast channel. And then you also are going to be able to get additional Q&A with me and access to all the bonus audios that I drop between our journeys. So it's a whole ride. I would be honored to have you inside with us. You can head to the show notes. I am victoriawashington.com slash faith-based business bundle. And it's there you can sign up for either the bundle or any of the master courses a la carte.